Kim, what's behind your curtain today? <laughs> well, Nikita, that's kind of personal, but I'm glad you asked. <laughs> writing coach is awesome but it's also it requires a lot of um jumping around in your head and being able to like juggle lots of balls or spin lots of plates or that's a lot of stuff going on in your head a lot of stuff but it's constantly back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and so sometimes I hear recently I've been kind of like almost overwhelmed in a sense because you know I'm just trying to keep up with all the different parts that are moving. I've started doing more organizational stuff. Like I've started using um, some apps. I started using a calendar app and I started using a note-taking app and that's helped a lot. Which note-taking app are you using? I'm using Evernote. Oh, I love Evernote. Isn't Evernote awesome? awesome. So yeah. And so it's helping to restore my sanity. That is very important. Yeah. So Nikita, what's behind your curtain? <laughs> well, there's a lot of balls in the air. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm, I'm in a similar place for you mm-hmm. as, as you are because, of course, you know, I have, I do the content marketing for small businesses. Right. But I have also recently branched into doing some coaching as well yeah. Um, because I've been doing ghostwriting for clients for a number of years. Yeah. And what I found is I needed to have an intermediary to offer. And so I started this program um, a couple months ago mm-hmm. to help people flesh out their manuscript in four months. Yeah. And so I'm learning a lot about yeah. that process. And so um, my coach told me, Nikita, sometimes you just have to tell people you have another word for it, but it's get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) And there we go. You just have to realize sometimes when you're doing, (laughs) sorry, it's just the truth. Um, But uh, sometimes when you're working with people Mm -hmm. and you're trying to work toward helping them reach a goal that's important to them, you have to hold their feet to the fire and keep them accountable. Yeah. And so this is a new I'm very much a nice girl. Yeah. So I don't like, yeah. like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. I'm like, hey, Rainbow. Right. Um, and so it's a new territory for me because I'm used to people hiring and saying, okay, I can't do this, you do it. Um, and so I'm taking myself out of, a little bit out of my comfort zone because I'm extracting the things that I already know uh-huh. and trying to teach them and help them be more effective. Um, and it's challenging. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's also very rewarding because it's very it's very exciting when you feel like one of one of your clients has made a breakthrough yeah you know and it's like oh my god something clicked i learned something i'm moving forward yeah so i think that that's very exciting but it go with all of these different things going on mm-hmm. i'm in a place too where i have had to learn how to utilize tools more yeah um i started using base camp oh yeah which we we're together. using together i um, like base camp i like it a lot yeah. um i had been using asana before mm-hmm. and I, I think asana is is really it's a great application but i'm a little colorful yeah, you know? yeah. And i want an application that's a little colorful like I, me exactly um, <laughs> exactly <so laughs> base camp is really um 
it's, it's great because it has a lot of functionality mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, being able to do everything all under one application and collaborate with people. So right. I love that. But I also like the fact that I like the interface of it. I like the way it looks. Um, I think their training videos are very fun because they talk about like taking over the world. I'm like, yes, world <laughs> domination. Let's do it. You know, so, <laughs> so I'm like, you are so speaking my language. So I'm thinking that we may, you know, we may have a relationship going on here. I love it. I never realized that world domination was on your to-do list. I mean, but now I know everybody's like to some degree. I'm adding it. I'm totally adding, adding it. it to my- <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But I'm with you on this camp because as having been a formerly a project manager, it has a nice workflow in yes, it, it where you can workflow. trace and see who's supposed to do what. And then you can, you know, correspond and communicate really easily, which is super, super nice. Absolutely. So awesome. So, uh, okay. Awesome. Well, today's topic, I think is one that I know you and I talked about that we get frequently. Yes. So today's topic is 80% of people want to write a book. What's holding you back? And don't you find that all the time? How often do you have people come up to you and say, I want to write a book? It's so crazy because, I mean, you you say 80%, that's 8 out of 10 people. Right? Yeah. So that's the majority of people. And if you think about it, for us in our careers and what we do. Right. Anytime I mention to someone that I'm a writer or I do something that's affiliated with writing, Almost 80% of the time, (laughs) someone goes, oh my God, I want to write a book. There's, I think there is a large amount of people out there that want to write a book, but where the definitive, where the dividing line is, it's those people that fantasize about doing it. And the people that actually, it's kind of like starting a business. There's a lot of people that have ideas and think, oh, it would be great to be a business owner, but some of those people will never do it because they don't, right. they don't want to step out their comfort zone. Right. And then there's those people that are like, okay, I need to make the leap. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an overwhelming amount of people that want to write a book. It surprised me, frankly, um, when I first got started that so many people are super interested mm-hmm. in writing a book, but so many people, I think there's still a little bit of a mystique mm-hmm. around writing and publishing a book. Yeah. And I, I think people, it's kind of interesting. Our first segment is a peek behind the curtain. This is a little bit of peek behind the curtain yeah. of writing and publishing. And, and I think that's honestly a lot of what this podcast is going to be about is, is talking about those things that people always have questions about. And people are always like, I don't know where to start. I think that's one thing that really holds a lot of people back. Do yes. you hear that a lot? Yes. They, they don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... The other piece of it that we that we've talked about and that we've run into is they feel unqualified. They don't have enough credibility. Like you know, who am I to write yeah. a book? Um, and you know, I say you're you're freaking awesome. You know, exactly. Everybody has something <clears throat> of value to share. Um, it's up to you to uncover what that is. You know, but I, I do. I feel like you know, I'm, I'm we're both huge fans of, of the story and telling the story and everybody's story yes. is unique. It's kind of fingerprint. Yes. Um, so why not share it? You know, I truly believe if somebody feels like they want to write something, if they've really been called to write something, that's a sign. They have something out there to share. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes a lot of people will come up and they're like, "Um, well, you know, I'm just not sure, you know, I'm writing a novel, but there's so many novels that are out there. Or I'm writing a book on self-help. There's so many self-help books that are out there. But it's sort of like people. There's so many of us. And even though... 
you and I could write about the same thing, we could have totally different outcomes because our voices are different. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have something really unique to add, I believe. I agree. And I think if there's anything, any sense of comfort, if you're thinking about writing a book and you're feeling that sense of fear or you feel intimidated by the process, I can tell you, we, we are in a place in, in the publishing industry where as, as a writer, um, you should feel empowered because the lines that, that kind of the dividing lines between a good writer and okay writer, you know, whatever, however you want to categorize yourself, those dividing lines have kind of been diminished because yeah. self-publishing has been created and self-publishing allows you to build your own platform to how whatever you want it to be. There's really, I love it because there's no limits and, and we, you look at self-publishing, you look at the fact that we have social media and what it's, you can publish content just ad hoc today. Yes. And I think that's awesome. It's amazing. It's like publishing, it's like books are a commodity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's such a revolutionary place to, to be. It, it's, it's really amazing. It's really fun to be in publishing at this point oh, because yeah. of that, because I think once upon a time, once upon a time, that's a good way to start. <laughs> Once upon a time, you know, there's traditional publishers and that was just about it. That was your options. Unless you had access to a copier. <laughs> True. <laughs> and stapler. <laughs> um, but yeah, that wasn't that great. But um, but you you couldn't really get your words out there unless you caught the ear of a random house or a penguin books or, or somebody right. huge. And like you're saying, self-publishing is the great equalizer so I think one thing that would hold people back a lot of times is the fear of submitting their work and having it rejected or the fear of um, submitting their work, having someone uh, purchase the rights to it and then dink around with it. And it's like, how dare you mess with my words? Uh-uh. I spent all this time writing this thing and you're going to mess with it? No. Nah. Yeah. But that was where I came from. <laughs> I was like, you are not changing my words. I am self-publishing. So. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why, um, and we'll talk about this in, in, one of our, in one of our future episodes, but one of the things, um, reasons why I decided I wanted to go the self-publishing route with my book, is I'm like, you know, this is, this is my baby. This yeah. is my blood, sweat, and tears. And I want to own it. I don't want to sell the rights to it. Um, and it's interesting, so many people out there don't realize people have this um, idealism they look at when they look at publishing and and it's like it's kind of like kind of like I reckon it kind of like the music industry it's like you know Uh if you're a singer Uh it's like you know you want to be picked up by that great that giant record label and that's that's your aspiration well the music industry and the publishing industry are pretty much parallel yeah in the sense that you know if you if you get picked up by the public by a great um um recording studio that's awesome and they have a lot of money and they have a lot of resources and they're going to also want you to pay back those resources based right. on it almost becomes to a certain degree like involved like servitude it's like you know yeah. it's like yeah you love this thing but you have to work your way to even make it an income yeah and writers are in the same boat with publishers because the publisher publishing houses have so much money to spend and it looks really like it looks sexy on yeah. the outside. Like, yeah. you, know, you want to be part of that yeah but you don't realize what you're giving up people write bestsellers all the time but it does not not mean they're rich. Oh, so true. You and know? people have that um, illusion. Like, I think I may have told you one of my clients, and I love her dearly, but when she and I first started talking about working together, she goes, Kim, when am I going on Good Morning America? Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, honey, I wish I had that kind of pull. But <laughs> <laughs> Right. While you're at it, let's get on Oprah, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I stopped there. You right. know? And I'm not saying that these things couldn't happen, yeah. but 
but like you're saying, it, it it's it's it, people have this image in their mind, right? Of what it looks right, like. exactly, and um and that's you know that's not it's it's kind of smoke and mirrors, yeah, you know? yeah, um, but. But I don't want to delve too deep into that yeah. because I know we want we do have a future episode where we're going to dig a little bit deeper on that subject. Um, let's talk a little bit more about some of the things that are kind of holding people back from from writing the book. Um, Absolutely, I think one of the issues that people deal with is accountability. Yes, um, that's huge. You you could be an excellent writer. You could have the best topics in the world that you want to do, but you cannot um, build the habit and make yourself accountable to get it done. Exactly. I don't know about you, but I hear so many people say, oh, I'm going to write a book someday. Mm-hmm. And I hate someday. I hate someday. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a- it never comes. No. <laughs> Whenever my husband used that, used that word with me, I'm like, that means we're not doing it right. <laughs> I know what that means. I do not like that word. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think, um, well, you know, I think the big, uh, I was going to say the elephant in the room, but um, I don't like picking on elephants. I love elephants. <laughs> <laughs> and they never forget. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> and they would never forget and they'd be on the ball. So um, the uh, squirrel, how about the squirrel in the room? Squirrel! <laughs> the squirrel in the room is fear. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, and, and it's weird, fear, fear works both ways. People are afraid of failure, but they're also afraid of success. Yes. Isn't yeah. that strange? It's really strange. Yeah. But I, I know I felt that way. I, I can relate to that. It's, you know, you have, I honestly think in my opinion, the fear of succeeding mm-hmm. is a little bit heavier mm-hmm. than the fear of failure. And the reason why mm-hmm. is if you're conditioned properly, when you fail, you can just get back up and try again. When you succeed, you have a responsibility to keep yourself at that level and keep elevating to that level. Mm-hmm. You have to rise to that level. Yeah. And so when you start thinking about where you're going and you start to experience some level of success, it's exciting, but it's also intimidating. So some people may feel, may be af- afraid that they may write a book and they only sell one copy. Right. But they might be afraid that they write a book and maybe it goes here and it goes here and it's like, oh, can I handle that? Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah. yeah. So people look at that blank piece of paper and they think they have the idea. So they got the calling, mm-hmm. but then you're right. They get, they probably, they get afraid that it's like, oh my God, what if this takes off? What if, what if I do succeed? And then I have to write my next book or then yeah. I have to answer to the public. Are you set? You can get to a place where you set the book high for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, Yes, it's exciting to succeed. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But yeah. It is. But when the bar, when you set the bar very high and you achieve more faster than maybe you expected, right? Now you have a level of expectation that you feel like you have to exceed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So when the bar is low, yeah, there's not a lot of pressure. Yeah. So even if, so, if you fail, does it hurt? Yes, it hurts. It sucks. Yeah, it does. You know, <laughs> but you have nowhere to go but up. That is so true. You know. So I, I personally feel like. There's more pressure, but honestly, I'd rather have that pressure than have, than feel the pressure of failure. I feel, I I don't, I don't think you should allow the fear of failure to stop you from doing anything because if you've read any success book Mm -hmm. and you know anything about anybody who's ever done anything ever, Mm -hmm. they have failed a thousand times and had to get up 2000 times. Oh, it's just part of the process. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why to me that seems a little bit less scary because, yeah, yeah. because you are going to have to fall down and, and it, it's not a pleasant experience, but it's also a sign of progress. Yeah. You know, let me ask you this. What about 
fear of other people reading your words. I have that fear. <laughs> do you really? I actually do. I'm surprised. Um, yeah, you, you would think it's weird. You know, I, I, I had that fear when I first started my business uh-huh. um, a little bit over four years ago, even though I have been writing since I was 13. Right. And I studied journalism in college. And in my mind, I know it's my craft. I know it's what I was born to do. Yeah. But I felt this sense of intimidation when I got that first client and I had to write something for them as like, am I good enough? Interesting. Um, it... <laughs> I think it's something that, that everybody deals with. And I hope yeah. this is a sense of, yeah. of, I hope this gives you guys a sense of relief if you're not a writer. Yes. Because I, <laughs> as the one who is, I can tell you that that's a normal way to feel. Um, I felt that way when I first gave you my manuscript to read. Really? I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to like it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did. Wow. I did. Um, and I think um, there's that fear. I feel that way about putting my, putting the book, like I'm, I'm excited about my book. I'm proud of my book, but I'm also yes. intimidated yes. about putting it out there. Yes. Um, I felt more intimidated by turning it over to you as my editor and my publisher, because you are someone who you're my partner. You're someone who I yeah. respect and you we're in the same lane. Yeah. And so our level of, of critique is higher of each other yeah. than it is in the, in the public. And so I'm like, Oh my God, I hope I, I hope, did I do this right? Thing? You know? So yeah. so yeah. Oh, thank you for revealing that. Cause I get, I get very insecure also. And so, and I do get intimidated and, and I feel the same way. It's like we're peers. Yeah. And so it's like, when I turn things in, I'm like, Oh my God, if I have a mistake, I'm going to die. <laughs> We freak out too. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So do you think now is a good time to lead into our famously gregarious goofball? I think it would be. I think it's an excellent time. Awesome. So uh, if you guys have learned anything by listening to us, we are definitely a couple of goofballs. <laughs> um, so today we want to share. We want to share. So many of you who are writers can probably identify. I, I was an English major. You majored in journalism. In journalism. Yep. Many of us don't get uh, jobs in our selected fields of interest right out of college. Right. And Nikita and I were in the same boat. And turns out we both worked in the same industry. Yes. So <laughs> We're going to share two gregarious goofball moments. Mine was fresh out of college. I'm a leasing agent at an apartment. These two very nicely dressed young men are in white shirts and black ties. And they come riding up on their bicycles and they're like, we would like to rent an apartment. So they filled out their form and there was Elder Smith and Elder Jones. And I looked at them and I said, wow, what are the chances that you'll both have the first same first name? And the little missionary nice people that they were, they were afraid to say, oh, you goofy blonde. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But then you also had a leasing agent moment. I did. <laughs> Strangely enough, right out of college, like you. Um, it was actually... Um, like my second day on the job. So um, you, you guys know anytime you're just starting a job, you're learning things, you're very new, you're very nervous, especially as, right, coming right out of college. And so I had this couple come in that wanted to look at an apartment and my assistant manager was like, Nikita, why don't you go show them the apartment? It's like, okay, I'll just walk them to the apartment. He's like, oh no, no, take the golf cart. And I'm like, I have never driven a golf cart before. I am uncomfortable doing this. He's like, it's really easy. Now listen to this closely. He said, mm. push the gas 
to release the brake. Tell me what sounds wrong with that sentence. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> so I'm listening to him as I'm walking out. I'm like, oh my God, that just makes no sense. I'm walking out to this golf cart. Just parked very nicely right in this little parking space in front of the curb. Mm-hmm. And the people hop on the back all nicely. And I'm like, so nervous. I swear I'm probably sweating bullets. I'm like, okay. All right. Push the gas to release the brake. I can do this. I can do this. So I did. I pressed the gas to release the brake, uh-huh. but I did not take my foot off the gas. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> golf cart, jump the curb. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I was mortified. Oh, no. Oh, but, but they did rent an apartment from me that day. Killer high five. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That is awesome. That is our gregarious <laughs> goofball moment. Woo-hoo! Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I think we have a couple things we want to wrap up with yeah. before we do our little summary. Absolutely. Um, so a couple other things that we find that people run into mm-hmm. when they are stuck right. in terms of just, you know, writing a book is they're not passionate enough about the topic. Oh, that's so true. And if people write a book just for the sake of writing a book. It's like, it's like anything you, if you don't have your heart in it, if you don't have your soul in it, you're not going to devote that time. You were talking, we were talking earlier about accountability Mm -hmm. and um, people are just not going to make the time if it's something that they don't really love and it doesn't really move them. I agree. I agree. That's one of the things that I um, ran into with my group that I'm coaching Hmm. um, is as they got, we're going through their outline pieces and um, got stuck on some things. You know, one of the questions I had to ask you to ask them was, are you passionate enough about what you, what you're writing? Are you excited about it? Yeah. Because if you're not excited about it, what makes you think you're going to take the time and prioritize it on your schedule? That is so um, true. Cause I think people tend to think a lot, especially when you run into those people who's like, Oh, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book. It's the whim, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, Oh, that would be nice. And if that's where it's fallen in the category for you, you're not ready to make the jump. That is so true. If you want it for the sake of, I want to be an author, that's not, not enough. enough. It, I, it's, it's, I have a message. Mm-hmm. I have a message I want to share with the world. And I'm so excited about it that I would get up on a rooftop and scream it to everybody, but yes. that's not as efficient as writing a book. And I don't think you're going to reach quite as many no. people. <laughs> Although I have a loud voice, so I could reach, I could probably get a few complaints from the neighborhood, but yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right to have that passion and be like, I, I have to, it's that same little bug or little impulse or little itch or whatever that makes you want to write in the first place. Yes. And it, it's one of those things where if you ignore it, it seems to get stronger. Like, damn it, I have to write this. Right. I have to get this out of me. <laughs> oh, that makes it sound like alien or something. <laughs> See, someone laying down in like a book. <laughs> and don't do it also is or why they spin their wheels when they start right is they don't have a clear goal of what they're trying to accomplish absolutely and I think that's so important because and and, and I mean this goes all the way from not just the conviction that you need to feel and how important it is it's it's it's, it's something as simple as some people want to write a book because it's cathartic right you know it may just be 
I need to go through this. I, I have a story I need to tell and it's, it's something I need to do for me. Right. And that's okay. Um, some people do it because they have a story that they need to tell and they want to inspire others. Yeah. Some people do it because they want to make money. And yeah. sometimes it's a combination of all three. Yeah. But unless you have a, a clear understanding of your goal and right. what you're doing, like what you want to accomplish, it's not just going to mess up your process while you're writing the book. But it's going to mess up your process when you get to the point of publishing and then marketing the book. That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. I think a lot of that too, um, people will talk about who's your target audience. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to get as, um, uh, you know, like I'm targeting people who are between the ages of 30 and 50 or something like that. I think it's it's like, almost like if you have a specific reader in mind, if, mm-hmm. if you have a specific person like, like when I write, I usually pretend I'm having a conversation with a good friend and I'm like, well, let me tell you this, yeah. you know, that, that, but that's the conversational kind of style of my book yeah. that doesn't necessarily translate to everybody else's book. So I sure. knew when I marketed it, it was going to be a conversational kind of fun kind of party. Like, let me tell you some really cool stories about some awesome people. Right. So I had that in mind and that helped me to market it in a different way than say, if I write, if I decided to write a book about writing, for instance, mm-hmm. I might have specific writers or authors in mind where I would set it up. And that way, I guess basically your, your, your end results, like you were saying, um, um, once you identify where you want to go, mm-hmm. you can get there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Are there any other things that you're, that, that are kind of on your mind that you think might kind of fall in that category of what might be holding people back? Um, yeah, I think some of it too is time. Um, oh, that's a huge one. Yeah, and and all of us have the same amount of time, and we all have things that we have to do. And I, I think it goes hand in hand with what you were saying about if you're passionate about something, you will make the time for it. Yep. When we say a lot of times, "Oh, I don't have time to write a book," no, you have time. You just don't care enough to write the book. Yeah, because if you ask that same person. If they wanted to go to a Beyonce concert and I had free tickets. Yeah. Like, well, well, that they would yeah. that Beyonce concert. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, exactly. that's how you can tell people, you know, people do whatever they want to do. Right. And so when it comes to writing a book, what you have to ask yourself is, is it something you really want to do? Exactly. And I think part of that, um, and this goes back to our conversation about using tools and, and applications, carving out that time making space for your book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- even when I first got started writing my book, I would make sure I spent at least 10 minutes a day working on it. Okay. And sometimes my butt did not want to be in that chair. My butt wanted to be out watching TV with my husband or, you know, doing anything else. Because we're sociable writers. Because we're sociable writers. So we want to talk to people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. I would write. I would write. I would hold myself up and, and oh, it's air. I would hold myself up in, in, in the room and like, okay, uh-huh. I'm going to write. And then like five minutes later, I'd come downstairs and be like, dear, what you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I, but then I realized that, and, and this is something we'll talk about later as well, mm-hmm. is my ideal environment to write in is like in a coffee shop where there's things going on around me. Yeah. I need to feel that hustle and bustle. But then you also have to realize that even if you have your ideal environment that works mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't have the option or the luxury of being able to have that environment. Right. And when you have a goal that you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. and you're writing a book, that's an, and it's a priority. Sometimes you just have to get out of your comfort zone and do it anyway. Yes, exactly. And, and people will sometimes say, well, I can only write when I feel creative. And mm-hmm. I like to think of writing as more like brushing your teeth. 
it ain't real sexy. It should get done or things are really not sexy. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's funny because I used to think that at one. I used to think that too, Kim. Yeah. I used to tell myself, well, writing, it's a creative process. Yeah. My muse needs to talk to exactly. me. Exactly. My muse needs to, my muse is not speaking to me right now. I think I'm going to um, play a game on my tablet. Right, right. You know? exactly. uh, and so, but you just have to, I mean, writing is like, it's, 80% discipline yes. and 20% creativity. I really believe yes. that. I, I think you have to learn how to channel that creativity at the moments you need it. Exactly. And not just wait for it to show up whenever you think it wants to. Exactly. And, and it's amazing when you carve out that time, like say you take 10 minutes a day and absolutely just sit down and just start writing anything. And it could be, I hate sitting here. I can't do <laughs> anything else but this. But after a while you sit and that's when the muse often will come. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, oh wait a minute mm-hmm. and then next thing you know you could be sitting there for 25 minutes and you're like oh, i blew past that 10 minute yeah mark a long time ago it doesn't always happen there's some days where you're still not gonna write a lot but that's okay you're there and you're doing the discipline exactly exactly so shall awesome. we do a little summary let's, of one? Wrap up. let's wrap it up wrap it up all right so so we talked today about the fact that 80%, 80% of people want to write a book. Um, but I don't know what the percentage, I didn't look this up, but the percentage of people that actually do. I bet you that would be interesting. Maybe we'll come back on another show and actually share Let's that. do that. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, 80%, it's, it, it's, a, it's an overwhelming amount of people want to write a book, but the majority of that 80% do not do it. So the mm-hmm. question is, what's holding you back? Why are you not doing it? And so um, you want to you start um, yeah. with some of the things that we, that we covered today, Kim? Absolutely. So um, some of the... Uh, Tom pitfalls when when the the it seems impossible it seems like it's it's too difficult to do and you need some, you know some accountability get someone to be an accountability partner for you mm-hmm. it could be your spouse or your friend um, somebody who you know cares about you and is interested and can say hey you know what Nikita you know how's the writing going not in a pesty way yeah. <laughs> but just in a genuinely caring way. And the other thing is, um, one of the big things that holds people back is fear. Um, and I, I learned a, a long time ago, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. Ooh, so, good. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so kick fear in the pants and say, you know, damn it, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know? um, and and it, recognize your fear. You know, the, the great thing about courage, is courage does not mean, courage isn't the absence of fear. Right. It's doing it in spite of fear. So it's okay. It's okay to be scared through life. Pe- pe- the most courageous people that you know don't go through life without fear. Right. They just choose to do it anyway. So whether you're afraid be- to fail or you're afraid to succeed, because we cover both ends of the spectrum on that. Right. Just, just, just move forward. Yeah. Because what you're trying to achieve is bigger than the fear. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's really good. Um, uh, another ones that kind of go together is it, making your writing a priority and also um, are you passionate enough about it? Mm-hmm. If your topic doesn't get you excited, it's not likely to get your readers excited exactly. either. So when you're writing, I mean, you, you want to feel that, oh my gosh, I've got so much to say and oh, I yes. got to say this and you got to say that. And if you're not feeling that and if you're not having that feel like a priority to you, maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. And maybe you should find a different subject. Absolutely. <laughs> people feed off your enthusiasm. Yeah. So you, you want to make sure you're sharing that with your people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, 
I guess the last one of the last pieces is making sure you have a clear goal mm-hmm. and understand the direction that you're going. Um, just identify what you're trying to accomplish. Um, it shouldn't, it, and this goes alongside what Kim was talking about with the passion piece. I think they mm-hmm. kind of go hand in hand Yeah, is that, you know, you have to, you have to have something that you're passionate about and you have to have a clear goal of why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. You know, um, and that will guide you from the pro from your creative process all the way through your marketing process. Yeah. Uh, because you know what you're trying to accomplish. And when you, when you have a clear goal and you know what you're trying to accomplish, it's a lot easier to get from point A to point B. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You stay that laser focused and it's a lot easier to be passionate about it too mm-hmm. if you're laser not laser focused but you know just focused in and you know what you're writing about and you know what your goal is then you're not putting your energy all over the place you're putting it on the, the places that it needs to be absolutely um and we talked a little bit about time and i think one takeaway is make it a priority make writing a priority in your life i like to say make it like brushing your teeth or exercising it's not a question of, are you going to brush your teeth today? It's right. you're brushing your teeth today. Same thing. Absolutely. Are you going to write today? No, nah. I'm writing today. I'm going to put the timer on for 10 minutes or whatever um, process works for you. But find that time because that's also goes with what make, makes it a priority. Absolutely. So I think that wraps up what we have to talk about Woo-hoo! today. I hope episode, you guys, one. episode one is done. Woo! Um, so I hope you guys got some good ideas about what's holding you back and maybe you're ready to take the first step and move forward. Absolutely. Woo-hoo. And uh, we hope uh, you can, uh, if you have some questions, you can reach out to us yes. and we will have a uh, notes uh, that we can share with you guys. And um, mm-hmm. we are looking forward to seeing you in episode two of Sociable Scribes.